Country music star Granger Smith, also known by his alias Earl Dibbles Jr., is leaving country music behind in his pursuit of ministry. As we discuss his announcement and take a look at what he has to say about performing as a country artist. The Good Fight Radio Show. Welcome back to the Good Fight Radio Show. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And to discuss this very important topic about that very artist, Granger Smith, leaving the country music scene is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Important topic, Chad, because we have so many millions of Christians that know, wow, heavy metal is evil, man. It glorifies the devil. I'd never listen to that. And Oh, so much of the rock music, man, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, it's all hedonistic. I never listen to that. And then they, a lot of them, well-meaning, you know, brothers and sisters that love the Lord, they drop their their guard down because they think country music is just, you know, America, apple pie, and Jesus. When today, some of the country in the past was, and some country is now, but most country is not. And a lot of it is very toxic. No, I am so glad you started with that as well. And we didn't even go over notes for this episode. We just wanted to say, hey, let's talk about this. And uh, we're actually working on a documentary specifically on country music because it really has been a Trojan horse in the church. Absolutely. Uh, I remember even as a young believer talking with someone that I knew loved Jesus, and we were talking, and they were having a discussion about this award show and some of the things that were said and so forth. And I said, oh, what are you guys talking about? You know, not knowing what it was, you know, it was an older gentleman, and he said, he said, oh, um, we're talking about a music show. I'm like, oh, was it like a Christian award show or what was it? And he said, well, it might as well have been. It was the Country Music Awards. Yeah. And I thought, wow, you know, after went, I went and looked at some of the music that got awards, I thought, man, this poor guy lacks discernment. And that's true. He definitely did, this, this guy. And sure. um, it was one of those things. I was very disappointed. I thought, wow, that's so crazy. Because when I looked into it, some of that stuff was way off. And so um, that's why I think it's really important for us to talk about this topic. And we actually have somebody that's leaving the scene. I don't know if he's going to say all the things that we would say in terms of some of the dangers, but we have somebody leaving the scene. And I, I want to talk about Granger Smith. And this was uh, a post that he posted on his Instagram page. And this was the caption to go alongside with what he said. Quote, this message is so difficult to post. The words for the caption are so hard to find, not because I don't believe in the truth of them, but because this marks the end of the longest era in my life, touring 24 years of it. This summer will be my last tour. I am so encouraged and hopeful and excited and joyful about the next chapter, but to a large extent, I have no idea what it will look like. I just want to glorify God the best way that I can. I want to learn and grow and serve my local church and allow my pastors to equip and affirm those next steps. Lord willing, I want to be used to help people find their purpose. And Joe, here is what Granger actually had to say. Hey guys, I've been so nervous to make this video just because of the implications of what it means for my life and my family. But I'm making this video, I'm making this post to announce that this summer is my last ever tour. I have felt a strong desire to pursue ministry and this doesn't mean I'm going to start a church or a crusade or a revival um, 
This means that me and my family are going to serve our local church. We're going to pour into that church as members and have my pastors and elders pour into me and disciple me and teach me as I, as I sit under their wise teaching. And then Lord willing, one day they can affirm me into the next steps of what that might look like to glorify God best from my platform. I've also been attending seminary. So Joe, let, let's kind of do a little chalk talk on this. All right. So, so first, one of the things I, I did find that was interesting, um, and I know he's going to talk about this later. He's going to uh, seminary right now. But I thought it was interesting because most people think, oh, I'm leaving for ministry. That means there are going to be a pastor of a church that's going to be sent out. And that that's awesome. Praise God for those who are led that way. But I did find it actually really encouraging for us as, um, you know, being involved at a local fellowship and so forth to have people say, hey, I may have the, all these stardom and all these records and, you know, all these YouTube channels or whatever it may be. But he said, hey, I want to serve at my local church first. And I think that's a that's a good starting place. Yeah, I know very little about him personally, and he could blow up later in a bad way. We hope not. Pray for him. I don't. Uh, but what he's saying right now, because uh, he's he's claiming to you know turn from this whole you know this whole gig he's been doing for years, twenty four years. Wow. And to say that, I thought, wow, that's pretty humble, you know, that he wants. To, and, and each of us were called not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And many Christians, professing Christians, think they're above and beyond accountability to a church and so forth. And and I, I was I was surprised. I was like, okay, praise God, that's a good start as long as it's a solid Christian church and they're leading him in the word and they're praying for him and he's praying for direction. And uh, that's he'll be, how he'll be able to be most fruitful for the Lord uh, because we're part of the body. And I sometimes use the illustration of a hand. It says, I can't say the hand, I have no need of you. Hand can't say that either, the eye. And if a hand is detached from the body, what happens to the hand? It gets just hard, like hardened and and uh, stiff and uh Eventually it, it dies, dies yeah. you know, it dies. And it starts to smell before it dies too. And that's what happens when you're outside of fellowship. So it's important for all of our brothers and sisters to make sure that we're fellowshiping with others that, and praise God, we have a form of fellowship here because we're getting the word together. That's great. But it's also uh, to be in the midst of living, breathing people that know you, that can encourage you and that you can encourage. Amen. Uh, but this is a time of learning and growing for me. And um, I'm also, I have a book coming out August the 1st. It's called Like a River. I mean, it shouldn't surprise you what that book is about, but it's about from when I lost my son, Riv, to when we had Mav and everything in between that the Lord did and the radical way of opening my eyes. And that, that message is, is so important to tell. It's the most important piece of media that I could ever release, that I ever have released. And so it's gonna take a lot of time for me to get out and Lord willing do some kind of book tour talk about that to get it in front of as many people to, to hear that message because it's become a, a life mission for me. Now, Joe, this uh, probably is, it, it, it's, there's a lot of sadness. Yeah. Uh, obviously, um, he had his little boy, his youngest son at the time, um, who drowned in, in an accident. And so um, I'm sure that was very difficult, but it is, it is beautiful to see that he says, uh, this is obviously I mean, for parents out there, um, I'm I'm certain if you could think of probably the worst thing that can yeah. happen outside of some sort of falling away from the faith or not following Jesus or something. But in terms of those ramifications of a young child uh, losing a child, um, that just has to be number one on the list for most parents uh, that I that I that I've ever come in contact with. So, 
So Joe, I, I think it is beautiful that he wants to try to turn that morning into dancing. Yeah. Uh, no kidding, bro. Uh, probably the greatest fear you have as a Christian other than fearing God, but as far as something taking place in your life as a man uh, and as a, as, a, as a mother as well, is losing one of your children, you know? And I saw him in an interview uh, talking about how that was pivotal. He was talking about his career change and how he really wanted to serve the Lord. And then the interviewer was saying, is this related at all to, and he said, of course it is. So it must have had such a great impact on him. He felt the Lord was using it to get his attention. And my children are all grown, you know? But when they're young, that's like, I mean, I'd always have concern. They're older now. God forbid they would die now, but I know exactly where they're going. But when that, that just the consideration of that chat is just so heavy when you have young children or grandchildren, uh, that, that whole idea. So to have that impact, and we see the father, how much he loved his son. He, he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Uh, that, that point there is not only to give him to save us, but what the father's anguish had to be so great, showing how much greater you know his love was. Uh, it's just amazing. So it's, it's interesting how God uses things in our lives, but he was obviously shaken up through that to the foundations, like, I need to be right with God, you know? And uh, he talked, he went in the interviews to talk about how I need to deny, my, deny myself. And being an artist, I wasn't doing that, you know? And not that you can't deny yourself as an artist, but most artists aren't. They're about, look at me and look what I'm saying. Uh, so we'll see where all this goes. No, I, 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 I think that's so important for anyone to understand that, you know, might think about that. And especially, as you mentioned, as a father, as somebody that God has allowed us to be the protector of our families, you know, and that's something that we should all take very, very seriously. So uh, to lose a child in an accident like that, and then to then say, you know, seemingly, as you said, um, to say, you know what, this is going to fortify me to say, you know, I I think about this and and I quote this a lot, whether in teaching or or whether in, um, you know, on shows and so forth, but the C.T. Studd poem, um, Only One Life. And when he says, Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will, la- will last. And when I am dying, how happy I'll be if the lamp of my life was burned out for thee. Amen. And I love that. And, and it's something that sometimes it does take. Sadly, it's just a reality. It does take losing someone maybe very close to you um, to, to, to kind of just... And it doesn't always have to, it could be, you know, uh, the first person I ever brought to Christ, you know, my best man at my wedding passed away. You know, a good friend of mine recently did a lot of evangelism, passed away. And you kind of can recognize, and that's why I do believe a lot of times it says it's better to be a place of mourning than a place of feasting, uh, because people consider their end. And even for the believer, not just for um, salvifically, for those who are lost, but even for the believer to consider and examine and say, Lord, how can I be more fruitful? I think it's a real blessing. Right, it's interesting too. James, he's talking to believers when he says, your life's but a vapor, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Job said, the very thing I feared has come upon me after he lost his children. So that was a great fear that he had. Mm-hmm. It happened, mm-hmm. but what happened? It brought him to his knees. Amen. He hit his knees and, and cried out to God, you know? So, uh, But we shouldn't wait till that happens. We should all be crying out to God now, you know? Amen. And be crying out for our children. Amen, amen. All right, let's hear what else he had to say. I know that a lot of y'all might not understand this at all, and maybe you'll be upset about it. Maybe you'll think that I'm deceiving you or that I'm following some sky god, or, or maybe maybe you think that I'm not relevant at all to, for it to even matter. And, and that's okay. 
that's not what this video is about. This, this video, what I want to show you is that when I read Mark 8 in the Bible and Jesus says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. That, that image of taking up that cross, the most gruesome form of, of execution, to take up that cross and follow and deny himself, that form of self-denial is something I'm just not doing. In country music, when I get up on a stage and just need glorification, need praise, and if I don't get it, then that means my career is not doing well, and, I, and so I'd work harder for that. I can't reconcile those two things, y'all. I can't. I can't can't go to seminary and pursue ministry and be poured in by my pastors and elders and then go out on the weekends and try to be exalting myself. Now, Joe, I think this is one of the, one of my favorite points. I mean, uh, obviously seeing him recollect, uh, obviously with his, with his son and the things that making him want to pursue these things to get out these truths uh, to people, get out the truth of the gospel. But right here, this, this specific part, and I know you'd already mentioned it a little bit earlier, but this is so so important, and that that Mark eight, as he mentioned, and in other places in the gospel, also well talks about sitting down and counting the cost, even if you have to finish the job before setting out to do this, and that's in the same context of yeah. picking up your cross daily right. and carrying it. So, so Joe, I, I say that because I'm sure, especially if there's other country artists that are like, hey, I'm a believer too, like, but I, I'm not doing that, and maybe you got to check mm-hmm. your heart on that. That's fine, especially if. They love Jesus, and the things they're singing about are truly glorifying to the Lord. But when I hear that, I, I really do see how that pursuit could be very, very difficult, and it'd be really hard to set aside the, the deeds of the flesh and to set aside the desires to be wanted to have those things. And and I it's, I guess it's a blessing to hear someone express that without us being the ones that are just saying, hey, that's what's going on when these performances are happening. Yeah, amen. And I thought it was interesting. I hadn't heard that particular interview, but I heard him say elsewhere pretty much the same thing as far as I was going up there and he was basically being worshipped, he felt, which says something about a lot of people that are going, you know, a lot of these artists view themselves as being worshipped and what's the person on the other end doing? That's that at these country concerts, rock concerts, metal concerts, are they putting, and you know if you're putting an artist or music before God, and that's a form of idolatry, you put something before God, if it compromises your faith and it's contrary to the message of your faith, and we have to think about this, if I'm getting joy out of something that's contrary to my faith, at that very moment, I'm putting something before God because I should be saying no. And I should be about no compromise, you know? So it's very interesting how he looks at it and how he viewed the audience, you know? Not that everybody that goes and sees him and listens to his music is like, I love his music and him more than God. A lot of people, I'm sure, don't. You know, I don't know what exactly he was singing about. But I thought it was interesting he went to Mark 8 because he didn't quote that passage last time. He just mentioned about denying yourself. I thought, same thing, that's what struck me the most in the interview. I'm like, wow, this guy's like, you know, top 10 country artist, and he's saying, hey, I'm gonna turn my back on it all and pray for him. Really, really pray for him. Uh, and Father, we pray right now in your son's name that you give him strength to, to, to walk the narrow road and not turn back in your son's name, amen. Yes. Only because I've seen that in the 1950s, man, the biggest artist, Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Elvis Presley, of course. A uh, Little Richard, man, he went to a... a he, threw all of his uh, jewelry off of a, a bridge and turned his back on the music scene and everything else. And a little while longer, a little, little while later, man, he was back in it and back and forth, you know, same with Jerry Lee Lewis, Eric Clapton, many of these guys yeah, made and professions. And let me give you a modern reference too, Brian Head Welch. You yeah, know? there's Brian a good Head Welch. And I know he got immediately tied up with some false teachers and, and so forth uh, with Crowder there and, and, 
and stuff. But you had a situation where he's talking about, hey, I heard my daughter singing Adidas all day. I dream about sex. My life just was like spinning out of control. Well, Janae had come out on, a, on one of the tours in the U.S. I just remember me. her skipping around the house She's singing one of our corn songs called Adidas. All day I dream about sex. And I'm like going, what am I doing? I'm a junkie. That's yeah. what the song says. Little girl at the And he time. said he was the lowest form. I'm the lowest. I'm the biggest loser in the world, yeah. I believe he said. And that's what ended up saying, wow, I need to get the, off these drugs. I need to give my life to Christ. And then not long after. And he after, said God told him to give up the music. Yep. He told him, he said, God told him to give up the music, but he really needed to be cleaned off. And now he can go back to the world and do that. He changed what he said God said to him. Changed yeah. what he said. And then what did he say? He said, and it got announced, they're doing all the music from their Sentinel record, from that exact record yeah. that he was going to be playing. And some of the songs, the first song he sang back with them, Numb, is a song of nihilism. It is not a song of joy. It's not a song of the Lord. And it breaks my heart. So, yes, I don't know that he was, yeah. you know, corn necessarily in his music yeah. and, and so forth. But the the, the self-gratification and, and, and yeah, so And forth. also Bob Dylan. I mean, he came oh, out the album point. Born Again. Saved. He was in the, one of the biggest artists of his time. Uh, and then he comes out with those two albums, and now he doesn't profess faith in Christ. He's we've shown video where he talks about making a deal with the devil, right? Why do you still do it? Why are you still out here? Well, it goes back to the destiny thing. I mean, I made a bargain with it, you know, long time ago, and I'm holding up my end. What was your bargain? To get where um, I am now. Sh should I ask who you made the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander. On this earth? <laughs> and on this earth and in, uh, and then in a world we can't see. And you know what? It's interesting because he says, when they asked him about his religion, he goes, I believe, I think he said it was something like, I, I belong to the religion of the poison mind, you know? So, and we don't say this to disparage what's happening with, no, with, no, this, no, no. with this, yeah. this gentleman. We say this as a warning. Please pray for him as an encouragement for us to pray for him and uh, pray that uh, he'll just, continue to seek to exalt Jesus because I think it's precious because Chad, we pray for these guys. Yeah. We pray for these artists to turn to Jesus, you know, and to see it happen and, and, and that it can be real. is such a blessing. So let's not take that for granted. We pray for the lost, right? Let's keep uh, praying for this gentleman that he'll just, and just be a bright light for Jesus and his family would be blessed and so forth and protected. No, amen. And and I think that is so huge for people to hear too and to know where our hearts at, you know, even with all the exposing and so forth that we've done obviously on this channel and you've done, you know, for 30 some years, but the heart cry is for these things to take place. Amen. We actually same thing with the false teachers that are exposed. We want them yeah. to come to repentance and sit down and be in a fellowship and, and so forth and and it is a, it is an encouragement when the things that he's saying and quoting scripture alongside of it. That's a big encouragement to me. And and quoting important texts of scripture. Oh, yeah. I, I I know that all of scripture is God breathed, but these these texts that are about the self denial, which yeah. is which is polar opposite of right. a lot of these and performances. Sometimes artists that some successfully come out. I mean, Keith Green, uh, he was oh, huge, yeah. but he came yeah. out of the secular environment. He was uh, up for a record deal not long before that didn't didn't work out, but he knew he was a hot commodity. And then, but he came out with such conviction for Jesus and. <laughs> I still get blessed by so much of his music. I was listening to a few of his songs last night while I was driving. But I'm going to quote an artist here, uh, Chad, and it's a little, just guess who this is if you haven't heard this. And uh, because it's interesting, listen to what this, this is one of the uh, biggest country artists ever. And he was called by his peers, 
the high priest of country music. And he says this, as a country artist, he says, I'm not proud of a lot of the things in my field. There is no doubt in my mind that we, country artists, are a contributing factor to the moral decline in America. So he's saying we, collectively, as country artists, I'm not saying he's implicating every country artist, because some do glorify Jesus, you know. He says, we, country artists, this is like the high priest of the country artists at the time, uh, are a contributing factor, no doubt, to the decline, moral decline of America. Uh, that was Conway Twitty. And he's, he was the biggest of his yeah. time. for. But you know what he said that? That's what's crazy, too. If he said that three years ago, he said, yeah, of course you guys are, you know. And more Christians need to wake up. This was in 1979. So you're talking 43, 44 years ago. That's 44 years ago, and country music has become more and more like rock music since then. You know what I'm saying? The themes, the theme of country music. So the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2, Chad, that godless chatter leads to more ungodliness. And country music is full of adultery, much of it, uh, drunkenness, now drugs at times, uh, you know, you know, just heartache without resolution and, and finding peace in Jesus, you know, and there's an old joke, you know, what happens when you listen to country music backwards? You know, you get your car back, you get your dog back, you get your wife back, you know, and you get sober. Something like that, right? In other words, forward, your life's a mess and everything's destructive. For Christians, it ought not be that way. You might have messes in your life, but you, we're redeemed in Christ Jesus and, and he uses the bad things that have happened to sanctify us. We become more Christ-like. We don't glorify evil anymore. We're new creations, right? We glorify the things of God. No, and I love that 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 quote. I love it because it tells the truth, not yeah. because it's a good thing. It's it's a horrible thing. And you know, we actually just sent a team out to Stagecoach, which is one of the biggest festivals for country music. There's another one coming up locally called Boots and Brews, and yeah. and so forth. Because typically, the nature of country music involves drunkenness. And you know, Joe, one of the things that probably hurts my heart uh, the most is. If you guys don't remember, there were a couple of tragedies at country. One was a country festival, and one is at a place called Borderline. There was a local yeah. uh, shooting that took place. And I lost uh, um, somebody I coached wrestling with, Sean Avery. Um, he died there at that uh, bar. And right before that was what happened up in Vegas. And both these were at these country music festivals, most of which are with people that are nominal. And I say that as a personal anecdote of people that I care about that I know are not walking with the Lord, that do not know the Lord, and this is the narrative of their life. They think, right. I can have Jesus as a side note. And I'm telling this as a pleading uh, person in Christ now, that lie that so many people have lived, the nominal Christian walk, the by name only, was the very reason, in all honesty, that I became an atheist. Because yeah. I saw the hypocrisy. I went to a church service with somebody years ago and when we walked into the doors, the same people that were at my house partying and drinking were the same ones that were having their arms raised. All the people my age that were yeah. around me at that fellowship. It was not Blessed Hope Chapel, praise God. Thanks for qualifying and, that. And, uh, <laughs> and I remember literally being in that church, and it was in a church that I said to myself, this whole thing's fake. These people are phony. There's no hope here. Now, that's not true. I'm, I'm sure there were plenty of people who loved Jesus that were there. But from sure. my vantage point, the people around me. So... There's a problem. And yeah. sadly enough, one of the people that are around me, I know this is weird getting into this right here, was just arrested as a part of a murder that you would never guess. Yeah. Um, she drove away her boyfriend for, after yeah. he killed some people. But I'm looking at this. You see the destruction that happens. And I'm saying all of that 
because a lot of this has accompanied that lifestyle. Yeah. And it breaks my heart that people thought, oh, Hannah Montana and Taylor Swift, and they listen to all these things and don't realize the darkness, especially yeah. Taylor now too, the darkness that they've gone into. Right. And guys, this is exactly what happens. Yeah, no kidding. There's a, lot, there's a do what thou wilt mentality in a lot of country 100%. music. It's been that, there since the beginning, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. By, I, hope I mean, they look at the that. first star of country. I'm, I don't Williams. want to give away too much. Yeah, yeah but you yeah. Know? So, you know, yeah. Hank Williams, I mean, it's been there a long time. Yeah. Willie Nelson, one of the biggest stars oh, in, yeah. in country. Biggest stoners, you said? Yeah. Well, he was that too. In fact, he his lung collapsed and he finally stopped smoking pot for a while, right? Oh, really? Yeah, he was smoking before, during, uh, during services, not for Christ, for Christ, but, yeah. and he was asked by Barbara Walters uh, in an interview, and I thought this was interesting, a Barbara Walters special, you know, do you realize the tremendous influence you have over the youth? And adults of America, does it not bother you that you could, you know, you could cause them to go in the same direction? And he just kind of shrugged that off. And and he also said in the interview, he said, I'm anti-establishment. I despise seeing a policeman. So he was, uh, you know, anti, you know, just, you know, get rid of the blue, you know, I don't know if he's in the defunded police, but he despised seeing policemen. He hated authority. Well, the ultimate authority is God. Okay. And people that are into these different artists. They, they, they have to realize, you know what, uh, you get it. We get influenced, you know, in very deep ways. And it's just heartbreaking. I think when I was talking about Hank Williams, it's kind of interesting because Gary Gentry helped write the song, The Ride, you know, popular country song. And I want to move on to a couple other things. So I'll just say it quick. Is he claimed that was through a seance with a Ouija board that he contacted a spirit that claimed to be Hank Williams and went on a ride with him, you know, and Hank Williams III, confessing Satanist. You know, he says, I'm involved with Satanist and activities. Uh, I put it that way, you know, like, on 666, there's a bunch of us getting together with Anton's, uh, Lot LeVay, the head of the Church of Satan's grandson, and he goes on and on. So we're talking about Satanism influencing some country artists. That's Hank Williams III. So we can go on and on, but brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you. Chad wants to encourage you. We want to encourage you together. Uh, don't think, man, when I saw these soldiers, souls rock and roll, I want nothing to do with that music, but I just, I just listen to country music now. No, man, ungodliness leads to more ungodliness in your own life. Godless chatter, right? So we want to encourage you. We want to, which implore you the psalmist said in psalm 119 that uh the words uh, you know your word lord is the theme of my life it's the theme of my song so if you're we're new creatures creatures in christ he says put off the old man put on the new man he says sing a new song to the lord right so we're called to sing a new song we just want to encourage you guys uh if and hopefully the lord's speaking you're like you know what why am i not worshiping the lord more of the song why am i not looking out looking for artists that love jesus and that glorify him and we just want to encourage you to glorify the Lord with your music. And, and if you're saying, well, I'm tuned in because I want to hear about this, this artist, but I don't know Jesus. I'm no, I'm not. That's really what you need to do. You need to come to know Jesus. If you really love Jesus and you know Jesus, eventually you're going to come to a point in your Christian walk where you're going to want to glorify him with everything. Hopefully that's where you're going. And so Jesus died for you. He rose again. He conquered the grave. In, in Mark 8, which he quotes, Chad, and I'll end with this. Uh, I thought it was interesting to quote Mark 8 because it goes on to say right after what he quoted, what's it profit a man if he gains the whole world? and loses his soul. I mean, I can't believe he didn't get to that point, has some thoughts about that. I'd love to hear what he says about that. But and these guys are gaining the whole world. This guy was gaining the whole world and he gives it up because I want to, I want my soul to be saved. What do you got? You don't have this fame. Just what do you have to give up? Just give up your sin, man. Turn from it and embrace Jesus Christ, your Lord. He loves you. He died for you. He rose again. He's coming back. This life is a vapor. Make sure you're right. God bless you. Amen. God bless you guys. You've been listening to The Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel and host Chad Davidson discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how they relate to family, culture, and the church. To learn more about Good Fight Ministries, visit us online at goodfight.org.
Join our growing social media family and consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash goodfight.